Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, it's PC, and I'm so ready to bring this word to you. I'm excited about, we've been in super soul month now, amen, and we're getting ready to step into a brand new season, but I wanted to kind of wrap it up with an understanding, and of course Sunday, you know, I'll be finishing up all the details, but I wanted you to really get a greater understanding of developing the arena of the soul to transform so that you could function at a greater level of faith in every other area that God has for your life, amen? So I'm telling you, tonight's gonna be really good. I've been feeling this more and more, how important it is for us to really um, cultivate the relationship that God has given you in the arena of the soul to really give yourself greater access to the disability in, in every area of your life. Meaning like, hey, Jesus gave it to us. We have access in it. And now we have to do this process I've been talking about all month. We have to renew our mind to what we've been made, to what we've been created, so we can become it even greater than any other season of our life in life. We can apply application, amen? So I think tonight's gonna be really cool. Gonna give you some practical steps to help come along this discovery process. You know, I, I read a scripture just the other day. Um, it was really, really good. Really helped me um, get a greater understanding of pressing into what God um, just really has for you, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna talk to you about that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get it prepped up. I want you to go to Psalm 35, 27. How many are you excited about offering time? Glory be to God, hallelujah, amen. It's offering time, praise the Lord. I want you to look at this and, you know, how many you know you're giving, your giving is a key to your next level breakthrough? I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Right? And it says, and my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. But I like what it says, God or the Lord will be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And I read something really blessed me, and I wrote it down. Prosperity is having enough of divine provision to complete a divine assignment. That is really good. Why don't you write, why don't you write that down? Amen? I love that, right? Pro, what is prosperity? It is having enough. It is having enough of divine provision to complete a divine assignment. Now, that, that'll bless you right there. I don't know about you, but it's blessed, it's blessed me tremendously, amen? And I want you to get kind of connected in this arena because I believe that once you have a greater understanding of how much God wants to prosper you, you're gonna step in this thing even stronger, amen? That's some of the things we got, like that's some of the stuff that I think we really gotta understand and realize that God wants me to prosper to take care of my needs, to take care of my family needs, to take care of my friends' needs. There's needs that need blessings, amen? I wanna be a blessing in people's lives. Somebody just test, Somebody just called me um, this, this week, um, uh, weekend, coming into this week, and said to me, man, we went, this is a great testimony, we went somewhere, and 
we kind of felt like we were hanging out, we were there, we were enjoying the atmosphere, we are just having a good old time. And all of a sudden, we felt like God prompted us to be a blessing to someone. Like people, people didn't have money to do something. And these people didn't really know it, but they couldn't understand why. They just felt like, man, you know, I don't know why, they, why these people ain't, you know, picking up. They, like, come on in the restaurant, you know, kind of did with the thing they were doing and kind of, like, tiptoed around and kind of, kind of made these people just feel like, I don't know what's up. Why, they, they were bragging about going. Like, you know, it, was, it wasn't the big deals, like, you know, like something simple. It wasn't like, you know, an elaborate thing. But I, they felt like it was a little tight. And the people offered from the unction of the Holy Ghost and said, hey, we, we want to we help. We want to give you the money. We, why, why, why didn't you go there? You know, they knew him a little bit. You know, they had bounced into him and they said, why, why aren't you going? And so people were like, well, you know, and they hemmed in, you know, like you do sometimes, right? And, eh, you know, and the guy's like, no, I want to give you a hundred or, you know, take care of this thing and you go eat, you go eat what you want, you know? And, and the people are like, no, I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't, I can't take it. But they wanted to go. You know what I mean? They were wanting to go. They were wanting to go enjoy. They were wanting to go do. They didn't have the finances to do it. So somebody just came in and kind of picked it up and said, hey, here's a bucks. Take the thing, go eat some dinner, go do your thing, go do that. And now all of a sudden, it starts becoming an event. You know, other people are seeing it because you're trying to go, no, no, no. And you're like, man, that's a good thing. Wow, you know, that's a God thing. You know, people are like looking like, why would you do such a thing? That was really a kind thing. Now all of a sudden, that extra hundred you got, right, being led of the Lord, right? You're like, let me bless the people who are believers. They're praising God. You know, thank you. Glory to God. Whatever their deal was. I don't know all the details. I'm giving you the gist of it. But they were telling me how much it blessed them to be able to do it for someone. Now, time out. How do you think the people that received it felt? Man, God cares about me, right? Like, right. We were going to go, man. Look at these people who were moved by God to give us some money so we can go enjoy a time. Then the people around are being witness in this because not that you do your alms before men, but the people were trying to like, no, 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 you don't have to do that, you know, and it starts making a little thing and you're hanging out. And now the people around were like, wow, man, that was really nice what you did for those people. Nobody's going to forget this moment. Nobody. The people around aren't going to forget the moment. The people, the people that got blessed aren't going to forget the moment. And the people that were the blessing are not going to forget the moment. And God knows who else, they're going to talk about it. And I'm talking about it now. So you see what I mean? God loves you to prosper. And especially when you're going to prosper others because you're not going to be cheap and stingy, but you're going to be a blessing. Can I get a double amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. So what does God love? God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant because as we prosper his servants, we can go serve others. That's what we are prosperity of his servant. We're a servant. So that means while I'm out and about, I might be serving God by dropping a little seed and being a blessing and taking care of somebody's needs and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen? Well, glory be to God. I know you got it. Prosperity is having enough of divine provision to complete a divine assignment. So God might say, hey, you got a couple extra hundred bucks. I want you to fulfill this assignment. You see what I'm saying? Whatever it is, right? But you know why you give to God. You know, a lot of times that's what the church is able to do because of your giving. That's a great way to look at it. You go, man, I really feel like I'm supposed to, I'm, I'm going to give more than my tithe. I'm going to be a blessing. We, we, have, we have stuff that always comes, and we're very prayerful about what we do, 
but like we're feeding the homeless or we're doing acts of kindness and in, in, in benevolence to the community or it's internal stuff where we're a blessing to others, amen, and through the project giving. You know, um, somebody, now here's another one just hit me. The guy, and somebody's going to know who this is, but don't, don't, don't say anything, you know what I mean? We had an opportunity through outreach. Somebody said, hey, I really want to do something for, um, you know, through the kid, not just internal kids ministry, the outside kids ministry. And it kind of, they're like, man, I really want to do this. I want, is it okay if I do this? And I thought, I said, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll take the resources and put it towards that without a shadow of a doubt. I went somewhere in this community. I had uh, two, three, four, four, four people within, within the facility who didn't even know I never need to see them in a moment in my life. Walked up to me and thanked me personally for what Relevant Church is doing for them and their coworkers and this and this event and this community thing. Okay. Then, then listen to this. There's a kids connected. You know, it's like the school system. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So then but you're doing this relevant. It's not me. They found out, oh, you're the pastor. I said, these are my people. This is how we roll. They said, man. Come up to me. A lady walked up from this thing and said, I'm going to come and see you. I'm just really getting ready to come, and I want to come. Bless my heart, man, because of what you guys are doing. Then the kids all got blessed because it was an act of kindness. Cost money, you know what I mean, to do it. But people in the church did it, and the whole, they were excited. The coach, everybody. Man, pastor, pastor. And I'm, it ain't me. It's my people. It's you guys. You know what I mean? You cannot do these things without resources. That's why your seed is so important because then everything you do is budget. Oh, we don't have the budget for this. We don't have the budget for that. We, don't have, we can't do this. We can't do that. Well, how in the heaven are they going to know, you know, come on. So you guys, your giving makes a difference for what the reflection of the church. But I got news for you. The reflection of the church is the reflection of God. Relevant church ain't the only church, you know what I mean? We're, we reflect God. So when we can be benevolent and we can do kind things, you guys know this stuff. You need to hear these testimonies, though, because, like, sometimes, like, what am I doing? You're changing the world by your giving. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'll just, even, even overseas. You know how many Bible schools we underwrote and just gave it to them for free? Man, it was phenomenal. Isn't that phenomenal? I think so. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Wait, we're going to talk more about it. Glory to God. Here's four ways for you to give. You've seen it there, Proverbs you understood what I was saying when I'm sorry, Psalms 35, you knew what I was talking about there. Amen. You got to remember, prosperity is having enough divine provision to complete a divine assignment. That's your job, that's your understanding, and that's what you're going to see and what you're going to do because God's got you. Amen. Praise be the Lord forevermore. Glory to God. Four ways for you to give. The text to give, 386-968-1103 is right there. You can go to relevantfl.org slash giving. That's on the screen. And don't forget, you can use the cash app, dollar sign, relevant. It's all there, your seed, your gift, making a difference in the lives of others. Father, let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for their giving. I thank you for their seed sowing. I thank you, Lord, for the, for the testimonies of the success of being generous. These acts of generosity creating, creating a revelation for others to walk in the goodness of God and to see the favor of God upon their life. Thank you, Father that our seeds are going forward and making a way supernaturally in every year of our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen.
Praise the Lord, glory to God. Now listen, I, I, I really, um, I really want to get this to you about the development. Um, I think we got to get some great understanding here. I want you to look at Proverbs 23, 7. I want you to look at this. You all know this scripture because um, I kind of want to like package this together because this is it. And then we're going to be moving in. Don't forget, we're going to be in our, 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 our summit. Um, we're going to be having our summit next week. Those will be live. Amen. Glory to God. So next week we will be live in the house. Amen. Uh, midweek. And uh, I'm going to be doing these randomly throughout the year. And I would be here. I would get here and I would make sure or I'd watch or I would get here because this is going to be a time of impartation. I was really prayerful about flip-flopping this summit and uh, that's why I got the word of the Lord and that's why I'll be teaching what I'm teaching because I really was prayerful for you, amen? So here's what I want you to see. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, says the he, but his heart is not with thee. So what is he saying? He's saying, listen, you could do a lot of things just in motion, but when your heart, the reflection of your heart is what you really do when you're connected. Meaning this, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How many know that in, in the thought process is in the renewal process? Now let me explain that. As he thinks, so the way you have an inward identification is where you and I have an outward revelation. Inward, inward, you understand this? I know you do because you're smart. Inward, praise the Lord, right? Inward identification produces outward identification, meaning this inward thinking. As I think internally about myself, I identify. Internal identification produces outward manifestation. Okay? You manifest and you, 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 you produce in your life what you think you are, what you believe. So this is a really, it's a law. So you got to be really... Um, I like the word pliable, flexible, supple, because what can happen is if you're not careful, you'll be so staunch in your thinking that you'll literally, you'll start hindering, it's really, really pretty wild thing, you'll start hindering, and this is, I want you to catch this now, you'll start hindering your outward manifestation, because your inward thinking has absorbed you. Is that okay? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So my outward manifested life is just because of an inward identification. Now here's big. His scriptures. This is why I'm, I was real. This scripture messed me up. Go with me to John 16, 13. Um, passion. I want to read it into Passion. Um, I think we're going to go to 13, 14, and 15. Now, but you got to pull this in because this really hit me. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, that's the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to see this. He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. 
man, that, that statement right there today went off inside of me exploding. He will unveil the reality, the Holy Spirit, of every truth within you. So that's big. That means every truth you need is internally inside of you veiled. Okay? Now, some of you know, some of you don't know, and this is why you got to lean on the Holy Spirit through prayer. But only what he hears from the Father and, but what? He won't speak of his own message, but only what he hears from the Father. He, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Now, what's that mean? He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna let you get behind the veil. He will glorify me on the earth, for he received from me what is mine, and he will reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. My God, is that not a word? I mean, that's a word, man, right? So he will unveil the reality of truth within you. So that means, man, he's, he's trying to get, now remember, we, mind, will, emotions. He's trying to get you to lean in to the spirit side of life and allow that spiritual life to transcend over and transfigure mind, will, and emotions. Now, the number one way he's going to do that is with the word of God. Okay? Okay. Now, we know that. But here's the thing, right? This unseen world tries to get you to a place in resisting you from seeing this, this, this place of revelation. Is that okay? Don't understand what I'm saying? Like, just because God's laid this all up for you doesn't mean that the, the, the process is going to be instant. You're going to have to fight for it in faith. Hold on tight with the fight of faith. I want you to see something. 1 Corinthians 10.13, Passion Translation. Great idea, phenomenal thinking here. Okay? I want you to look at this. Because I'm telling you, stuff is strong. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. Okay? We're going to get thought tested. We're going to get word tested. Now, this, this goes back constantly to Mark chapter 4. I got a word, I got an image, I got a picture, I got a purpose, and I have to now allow that to become my governing factor in my soul. Okay? What happens, though? We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to me and you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. Each test is an opportunity for you to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. Now, I want you to get a revelation that bringing you out is not just making it go away. Bringing you out is bringing you to the road of victory. Now, everybody's going to say, well, I don't want to go through. Well, you can't get the victory if you don't go through. 
You have to understand this. Very important you get an understanding of this. There ain't no other way but the God way. Okay? Now that's big because you can overcome the world through faith. You know this stuff. You know? But you got to get this, you got to get this place um, of thinking clarified because this place of thinking really is more than just thinking. It starts branding the image of what you can do upon you. So if I'm deficient in right thinking, I'm going to have wrong believing. And then I get wrong speaking. And really, the common um, core denominator is going to be, are your beliefs found, fashioned, and fastened in the Word of God? Because if they're not, they're not safe. So now we're in a lot of thought, reason, all this other cuckoo stuff that, you know what I mean, just isn't the word of God. And I'm not saying like, you know, we're hanging on to stuff we should have never hung on. We should have let it go. Okay? So I, I want you to stay strong in that idea, really believing on that. So I want you to look over here at Colossians 3.1. We're going to read a lot of this, man, because this stuff is just solid, you know? Colossians 3, 1. Strong. I like it. I like where, I like where it's taken us in its think, thinking pattern because it's the resurrection power of Christ. Amen? And just let's look and see what it says. Y'all know. It says, if you, bit, and, and, and we can read it in the King James, and then I'm going to highlight some of this just so you can get a greater understanding of this. Okay? Um, if you've been risen with Christ... Then seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Okay? And the passion says, I, um, we could just go to the, let's flip it to the passion because the five scriptures I'm gonna read are really gonna be fundament, fundamentally sound and easy for you to grasp in this. I think it's gonna help you. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. I think it helps us get an understanding of this. And if we start with verse one, it's going to lead you. Look what, I mean, it's an easy read, but man, I'll tell you what, it's strong. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Okay, you get that? So if he's resurrected, you resurrected. Keep going. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Now, we could stay on that forever. Could we not? Right? Feast on all the treasure of heaven. Woo, come on, somebody. Ain't that good? Because look, look, look at verse three. Verse three is going to help you. Look what it says. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. 
This is good stuff. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will be also revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. Now watch this. Watch verse 5. Now verse 5 gets a little bit, it gets a little bit um, stronger in its language. So live as one who has died from every form of sexual sin and impurity. He's saying stay away from that old life. Live as one who died to disease. Oh my God, are you getting this? And what? And desires for forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, which is an essence of idol worship. Okay? What is he saying? He's like, man, get rid of this world system. The world system is, you know, I, I'm lusting, I want it. I want this, I want, just give me the money. I'm all in this, give me money, give me the sex, give me all this crazy stuff, and that's where you were lost, man. There's people are crazy, right? They're running around like, you know, you know, it's like, it's corrupt, okay? So what are we understanding in all this? That I have to make sure I put on the new self. Now, this is the big thing about the new self. Go down to verse 10, okay? Now, this is big. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. Okay? See what he's saying? He said, and it, it says in the uh, verse 10 in the King James, don't go there, put on the new man. Okay? So what is he talking about? Well, who's this new man? Now, wait a minute. Okay, I want you to catch this. Okay. So now I want you to really think. Okay. I come in, I come in the kingdom, right? I get born again. I say, Jesus, pray the prayer, serious from my heart. I tell him this is what I really, really, so I want to believe. I believe it. I confess it. I'm one with it. I release it to God. Now watch this. The minute I get born again, he gives me everything, okay? And in that very moment, he gives me the divine revelation internally of who he is. Now, we're going slow, but I want you to see this. And then you start reading the Bible. Now, look what he says. Put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that was created him, okay? If this was not something that I needed to process as a believer, why would God put it in front of me in a place of awareness? I wouldn't even be able to understand this until after salvation. How much more do I need to know exactly what it is in salvation? Now that sounds really weird, but let me explain it. Okay, I'm lost. What do I care about this new man? All of a sudden, I get saved, and he says, hey, pay attention. Outgrow the old man and step into this new man, because just because something happened to you spiritually, nothing happened to you mentally. You see it? So now he's like, reprogram yourself so you can get agreement internally with the truth, 
Because the spirit of truth in you is going to agree and say, that's what manner of man you are. But you got to put the understanding of what this new man, who he is, what he does, how he responds, how he walks, how he talks, how he thinks, how he does life, how he is a walking word and a success in every single area of your life. So you got to put it on. What happens if you don't put it on? You're unrenewed in the area, therefore you do not find agreement, therefore you do not find the success in that place. Why? Because you're going to be deficient in areas that you need to be maintaining through proper knowledge. Does that make sense? This is why it's so important that you hold on. See, this is Hebrews 10.35. Look at Hebrews 10. And you can read all the way through Colossians 1, 3, 1 through 25. But for time's sake, we just can't stay there. But look at Hebrews 10.35. Y'all know what it says when you see it. We're going to read all the way through 35 to 39. Because I'm going to tell you what starts happening when you start diving into this a little bit deeper. You start getting a greater understanding of what's taking place spiritually in your life. And then you start to understand, um, hey, man. I, if I'm going to get this done at, at another level, it's going to be because I'm going to allow the process to really affect my future and, and really ap- come to a place of application because this is the place where I reprogram myself because even though I am a new creature... I have to discover the connection of reality internally so I could see myself. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Therefore, if I'm not thinking right, I'm not going to be producing right. And that doesn't mean good or bad, but that sure does mean this. It means lacking in a place of spirituality that God's trying to give me because I'm ignorant to what I've been made. And I can't, I can't afford to do that. I'll lack too much in life. Look what it says in verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Mm. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he shall come, he will come, He will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. It's funny how the Lord said that, right? He said, man, he said, my soul ain't got no pleasure in him. But watch that. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, right? But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Right? He said, look, he said, man, if you're going to get in this thing and you're going to have this soul transformation, this life transformation, this think new thoughts, put on the new man, walk in truth, be the person of God, be the lady of God, be the man of God, be what God has asked you to be, you're going to have to what? You're going to have to be of them who do not what? Draw back to the old life, but keep pursuing 
and believe for the saving of the soul. That's what happens, right? What do we try to do? We get in the process of transform, and then the pressure tries to make us disconnect. We get in the process of sow seed, reap blessings, walk strong, and then what happens? Here comes the pressure to try to stop us, Mark chapter four, right? And now all of a sudden what? Man, this ain't cute no more. I don't even know. No, hold on. Saving your soul comes from believing the truth and holding on to those promises. That's why I said faith and patience. But here's the thing. I got to put on the new man. Now, if you're not equipped with the understanding that this is going to be just a little bit of process over time, it's going to be difficult for you. Okay? But here's what I want you to know. Just like the human mind can be educated, trained, the intellectual mind can be educated, trained, so can the real spiritual you be educated and trained, okay? And that's what I want you to know. But you gotta start holding on to the process of transformation. So we're gonna close this out this month, and then we're gonna move on. Holy Spirit, faith, prayer, we're gonna just keep going. But I gotta continue to take these lesson applications into my future. So am I gonna be a person that just hears or I'm going to be a person that hears and does. Well, obviously, you're going to be doers of the word, okay? Why? Because that's important, you know? Now, here's what I want you to get a great understanding of. Um, God's communication with us is spiritual, okay? He doesn't speak to your mind. He doesn't speak to your body. He speaks to your spirit. If you ever got anything in your mind, it came through your spirit into your mind. It didn't come from inside your mind into your spirit, okay? That's reverse. It comes into your spirit, and then you renew your mind. Your normal mind gets renewed, okay? So watch this. My, my, my spirit, through agreement, through connection, through the word of God, latches on to the word of God, brings it into my heart, and now it creates belief systems. It believes, um, it creates word systems, it creates vernacular. I, get, I speak out of it. I basically live out of it, okay? So here's the big one, okay? Well, Pastor Chris, how, what must I do to get better at this? Glad you asked. Number one thing, write this down. I'm gonna give you, you know, we tell you, I just taught about meditation, right? I talk about confession. I just did this seminar, but I wanna give you just a little bit more stuff. I, okay, number, I'm gonna give you four, four points tonight they're gonna, be, they're gonna be simple, but you're gonna have to use the application of it. I must unveil internally the born-again experience. Just write it down, I'm gonna explain it. I must un unveil internally the born-again experience. Okay? Now that's big, because I ain't never said these before. Okay? You gotta give yourself to this. I must unveil the born-again experience internally. What does that mean? You get everything automatic in the kingdom. The minute you got saved, he gave you everything. He ain't giving you another thing. He self-encapsulated everything he is inside of you, and now you must unveil it. Now, what's funny about this is it's not funny, but it's biblical. Jesus said there was a wall that was separating, a middle wall of separation. He said he, said he ripped the veil. So, like, just picture a huge curtain 
dividing room. You know, I always think about those ballrooms. You ever go to those goofy ballrooms, you know, and those accordion doors? We had them back here. They, you know, like when you go like one of these fancy, like if you usually like when you go to Orlando Convention Center or something like that, right? They got those accordion doors, you know, and they clink, 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 clink. Now they're all electric. Those, these are huge with some of these conference rooms are so high. La last time I was somewhere, um, I think we were on vacation with the kids. They had one and it was electric. And it went across, ding, 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 and it closed off. And if you're on this side, you don't know what the other people are doing on the other side. You can barely hear it a little bit. You know what I'm saying, right? But that's what Jesus said. He said he ripped the veil. Remember the veil ripped, right? It ripped from the, it ripped, not from the ground up, right? It was like, you know, you rip it, you rip it from the top down. He, the power ripped the veil and annihilated the wall of separation, okay? Well, you gotta realize something. There is a, I don't know how this is, but I know, I know it's the Bible. You know what I mean? So there is a separating wall, okay, between the soul and the spirit. That, that wall, that wall that got there from the fall, from whatever, I don't know how it got there, but I really think I figured out how to get rid of it. Okay? Here it is. You have to become a master truster of truth. Write that down, okay? A master truster of truth. Now, watch what I mean by that, okay? Well, what's that mean? The Bible says that Jesus will lead you into all truth. You have to become a master truster of truth through making the word of God your only identity factor from this day forward. That's it. I'm a walking word. Now, I know what happens when I go here with this. People are going to be like, E, I don't know how much of a walking word I want to be because this is going to cost something. Well, it's going to cost you something not to do it. You know what I'm saying? So now, now here's the thing. I'm going to say this. The only thing that following the truth really costs you in the end at first is your own will. It gets more dangerous later on. Okay, I'm being serious now. Well, I want what I want when I want. Well, you know what? In a minute, it's cute because you know what I mean? But if you spend too much time there, it could cost you a lot, more than that. But at first, it costs your will. Like, hey, I want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to forgive. These people are evil. They might be, but I got to learn how to forgive no matter what. I got to stay connected to the truth no matter what. I cannot disconnect from truth just because it's not convenient, okay? So get so close. What's the Bible saying to me and what am I supposed to do? Now, I know you're gonna say, and you're gonna do this. This is why everybody that complains about everybody else not walking in love is the biggest non-walker love you've ever seen in your life. I'm just telling you it's true. Because everybody wants to be pulling the plank out of somebody else's eye and telling everybody else what to do and, you know, the church doesn't walk in love and why do I, no, man, when you've been, this, I'm a complete mess in this regard. I'm telling you, I'm being transparent. When stuff happens, I just flip through the Rolodex of the word of God. I don't really allow myself to respond naturally to anything. I've just been, because I've been doing, come on, I do this for a living, you know what I mean? I don't want how else to say that. It sounds so bad, like, do you serve God for a living? No, but it's like, I get the privilege of serving God, and I, that's all I gotta do. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I got a million things I got to do, but you know what I'm saying? It's not like, hey, it's not like I'm a carpenter by day. No, I could do this all day. I, I have to be trained. How am I going to take you somewhere if I haven't even gotten a little bit close to pulling some of this stuff off? So what am I trying to get you to understand? Man, I'm telling you what, you don't get an opinion no more. You don't get, you don't get, you don't get, you don't get your own ideas anymore. You don't get all your like, man, I, man, God, some of these people, you don't get the, you don't, you got to just shut up. You just, you know, you just basically, okay, I got to forgive. I got to forget. I got to move on. I got, I got to do first Corinthians 13. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is good. Love, love doesn't boil over jealously. Love never remembers a suffered wrong. Love's got thick skin. Love, love doesn't retaliate. Love doesn't boast. Love, love is not unkind. I mean, Jesus, good God, if you just mastered the love of God, you, you, your life would be pretty much as close to perfect on heaven on earth as you can have. But what do I got to do? Well, I don't want, I don't want to listen to that. Because you'd rather have opinion of what you want to feel than the proof-producing ability of truth. Is that okay? So really get close to truth and don't come away with it. Two, right? This is a big one, and, and I want you to get this. Don't stop lying to yourself. Man, that is a good, these are going to be the wildest things you've ever seen to develop. To develop. Stop lying to yourself. What do you I mean by that? Well, the Bible says in James 1, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Stop lying to yourself, man. Go to James 1.22. You want to see it? That, this is good, ain't it? What do you mean stop lying to yourself? But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. So every thought you had that didn't line up to the truth is a lie, and you wind up lying to yourself because we make excuses why we don't have to do it, why it's not really the way it is, why it's really not that bad of a habit, why it's not, no, man, see what I'm saying? We compromise in this arena. Well, you know, I know I should get a job, but, right? You know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. I know I should drop 20 pounds because the doctor said, but, look, I'm not picking on nobody, just hear me. I'm not trying to be hurtful, but don't we lie to ourselves? Well, it's okay, I'm, bi I, I'm big boned. Come on, man, I'm not, the weight thing's an easy thing, you know what I mean? And, and it's, I'm not picking on nobody, but please understand, I do the same thing, right? I'm like, okay, I'm really healthy, I'm gonna stay healthy all year. Yeah, okay. Let's pray to God we stay healthy all year. You know what I'm saying? But it's easy, because what do we do with it? We tell lies on ourselves. Do we not, right? We go, well, you know, it ain't that big a deal. You know, I, 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 could, I could have a couple of drinks, and then you blacked out, shot out over here, and you, no, it ain't okay. Stop lying to yourself. Well, you know, I'm in this relationship. It's toxic, and it's really bad, and it's really a mess, but it's, it's going to get better. No, it's, you've, been, you've been in this thing for 10 years, dipstick. Wake up. It ain't getting better. It's getting worse. Look, I'm not trying to be hard or hurtful, but we lie to ourselves, and we, well, you know, my prayer life is okay. I ain't prayed for all week. What do you mean your prayer life's okay? Your prayer life's not okay. Well, you know, God judged my heart. I don't like Pastor Chris. I, got, I just got a critic not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. I got a critic. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. They read it. I don't know why they read it. They read it, and then they want to, I, I don't even read it. I like, I think it's funny. I know, I, like, I like it. You know, Pastor Chris, you like it? Yeah, I love it, because I know I'm doing something right, and I'm getting the devil mad, right? So, um, are you saying, are you saying your critics got devils? No, you said it. So, um, here we go, ready? Let's just, that's pretty funny. You probably, if you didn't catch it, let me, all right, I'll leave it alone. But, are you saying, are you saying, are you saying everyone who does not like you has a devil? No, you said it. All right, so, because I'm a likable guy. Come on. You understand what I'm trying to get you to understand, though, right? Don't we lie to ourselves? Oh, this marriage is great. Why? Because you haven't had an argument in three hours? Let's start looking at where we got to apply the truth. My relationship with my kids is phenomenal. Is it? My relationship with my spouse, oh, I'm so supernatural. She, she just loves it. Let's find truth. I, those are crazy off-the-wall analogies, but you know what I'm saying? My word life is great. You haven't picked up the Bible in a month. What do you mean your word life's great? Your word life is not great. Pick up the Bible and read it. Now, you got to understand, that this is like this. This is like what, what I'm trying to get you to see, right? Okay. Um, this is it. You can't apply this like every area. You stay up all night like chewing your fingernails off. But you know what I'm saying. When stuff arises, you know how like on the go stuff arises like you're like, you know, I don't know. I'll say something like, hey, you know, renew your mind. And you're like, oh, man, you know, I haven't really been meditating in the word after last week. I probably should take a scripture and meditate. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Man, I'm kind of mad. I've been mad about a month about that thing. You know, I'm not really forgiven. I should forgive because God's the God of forgiveness. Let me just forgive and let this is, I'm talking about when it pops, you know? Like, you ever, I like, I like popcorn, you know? I kid around, like, you know, when I pop it, you know, like, remember back in the day, I, you know, you used to put an air popper, somebody still got one. I got one too at the house, now you put it in a thing. You know, I used to like that one first brave kernel, right? Nobody's moving, you're looking in there, poop, there you go, it's getting ready, right? Some things just pop to the top, you know? I always think of an air popper, like, it bubbles up. When it pops up, that's what I'm talking about. Stay there, okay? So don't, don't lie to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. If it needs it, fix it, right? Three, big one. Big, 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 big one, okay? The big one in, the, in, in three is this, man. Man, I like this. I wrote it down a little bit. I, I wrote it down a little bit in my kind of like, um, um, let me just read it, then I'll explain it to you. With so many Different voices surrounding us in life, sometimes internally and externally, it is so difficult to listen to the voice of God's word, right? Family, friends are always ready to give us opinions, advice, right? People are always trying to tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should do it, how you shouldn't do it, right? You understand this is huge in every area, right? Internally, I got 900 voices. Externally, I got 900 voices. And my God in heaven, I don't know how to hear God's voice. You're, okay, write this down. Number three, your number one way you hear God's voice is when you hear his word. Repound this into you. You must get familiar with God's word. 
Now that's, I know, that sounds like number one. It sounds like number one, but it's more than number one. Because establishing it to be truth is phenomenal, but guess what? There's something the truth doesn't give me direction in. I need to hear the voice of the Lord. The more familiar I become with the, with the voice of God in his word, the more familiar I'll become with God's voice in the earth for me. Okay? And I told you this, right? And then I'm going to give you four. But I was watching Seeing and Knowing. I told them this that Sunday a couple weeks ago, right? I was watching the Spirit of Seeing and Knowing 1997 camp meeting, Winter Bible. I was there. And I'm watching Brother Hagin. I'm going, okay, let me watch. I don't know why I was watching it. I felt like I was supposed to watch it, so I watched it. It was quick. But you can watch it. It's the Spirit of Seeing and Knowing camp meeting. Why do I keep saying camp meeting? Winter Bible Seminar 1997, I was there. The place was off the wall, right? The one morning session I was catching for Miss Aretha, you could see me, I had curly hair. It's funny, right? I tried to keep, I can't find it. I'll find it one day. Well, anyway, right? So I'm watching this. And Brother Hagin starts telling these stories. They're off the wall. You ever watch me teach sometimes? And I'm like, what's he talking about? And then you know I just flip in and slip in because it's not really, um, it's not like massively always communication that I'm walking in. I'm just floating in somewhere, and I drop in, and you know when I've dropped in stronger than other times? Same thing. Starts telling these stories. And I'm going, okay. He says, man, I'm, I'm pastoring this church, and all of a sudden, I walk out my front door of the church, and all of a sudden, the bus stops, and this evangelist gets off the bus, and man, and I saw him, God told me, give him, give, give him some money. Another story, same kind of background. Preacher came through town. Brother Hagin said, hey. God said, give him some money. Brother Hagin's like, man, we're, I'm giving these people money. He goes, God, he goes, I don't even have this kind of money. He goes, how am I going to get it? And God took care of all his needs, did all that. And he said, the money, give him the money. And he said it was a week's, one time it was a half a week's pay. Next time it was like a week's pay or whatever it was. Brother Hagin then talks about later on. He goes on and he says, he went to pray for somebody in the same voice that told him about giving the money is the same voice that told him to tell that lady, get up out of the bed of affliction, and it worked. And I started thinking back in my life. I said, that's how God trained me. I was praying and believing, and all of a sudden he said, sow seed, sow seed. And I don't know if it was the instant response and sometimes I, I wonder why he uses finance. I don't know if it has your heart or, you know, I heard Ken Higgins say, if God can't trust you with his money, he sure ain't gonna trust you with his anointing. But you know what I thought it was too? I instantly would get understanding that what I was trying to articulate spiritually was right because the minute I did it, somebody would confirm it quickly. If I was gonna pray for somebody I, I might see it quick if, you know, because some things take time, recovery comes. Um, miracles, I could see, but that's as the Spirit of God wills. But the financial thing was, I seen it work right before my eyes. Whether it's that or the other thing, I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody knows, but I definitely don't know. But here's what I do know. Why was Brother Hagin talking about the same thing? And then when I started reflecting upon it, I started thinking the same thing. And then God spoke to me, and I had never heard this story before. You know, I heard it in 97, but by then I was in Bible school, you know, and that's where I was working this stuff. And I never forgot what God said to me. 
He said, you need to get familiar, because I never, I'll tell you exactly what God spoke to me. He said, the same voice that told you to give those people money is the same voice I'm going to tell you to rip them out of wheelchairs with. And I said, what? And you're kind of like apprehensive, because you're like, God, what are you trying to get me to do? I knew what he meant. See, when you're preaching, the crowd's not really for you a lot of times. You know what I mean? They don't really want to see it work a lot of times. So when you're pressing up against that, you better know you heard God. You know what I'm saying? So are you allowing the voice of that word and sitting quiet sometimes to allow that voice from that word, right? The give, good measure, press down, shake it in. All those voice, walk in love. Are you allowing that voice from the word of God? Not voices from some, you know, Mars. That's why some people get in trouble. You're not looking for voices. The voice of the word of God is the confirmation of truth. In the place of direction outside of, you know, walk in love and give and it shall be given and bless them that curse you, plain and simple understanding, I need guidance from the Holy Spirit in things that are not per se um, easily understood, meaning like, well, wh where do I go to work? I got three job offers. Which ones do I take? You know what I mean? I got, I got... I got big decisions to make. How do I make them? Is this the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with? You got to allow that voice from that word get so familiar with obedience to the voice of the word. I'm so obedient. Walk in love. I walk in love. Do, 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 do. Give it, do, do. I do, I do, I do. And then all of a sudden, hey, go left. And you go, oh, that's that voice. That's that same. Now, is it audible? No. It's a knowing. The spirit of seeing and knowing. I know I ain't supposed to take that job. I know I'm not supposed to spend the rest of my life with that person. I'm going to say something. God usually tells you more by what he's not telling you to do than what he is telling you to do. So you come up to the fork in the road and you go, I don't know which way to go. Don't go nowhere. You're probably not ready. He's not speaking because you don't have to move. I got this exciting job. This is awesome. Pray and believe God, get in faith and go, here you go. If he don't say nothing else, see what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people are looking for, are, are looking for a confirmation, but the confirmation is in the silence, not in the agreement. Just sit still. And the last one, big one, big one, right? You got these, these are just different angles, okay? Um, uh, this is big, okay? Walk, now this is about obedience. Everybody loves that word, right? Walk in the greatest level of obedience to the word of God you can. Okay, just write that down. I need to walk in the greatest level of obedience, I can. Quickly! Why? Because you need to start cultivating an opportunity to agree with the word of God quickly so you could start becoming a greater hearer in the spirit realm. Does that make sense? So walk in love, you better, start, you better trim the gap time on this. Well, I, he told me last month to walk in love, but I'm still thinking about it. You are wait, you are making a huge mistake, man. 
well, he told me to give, but I'm kind of sitting on it to make sure. Con- no, you know, you know, you better do it. You better do it. Well, he told me to, he told me to believe God for that, but, you know, I'm just kind of neandering it. You better cut it out, man, because here's the thing, okay? I, this is why this is huge, because the longer you linger in this passive relationship with obedience, with God's word and God's voice, the longer you're going to prolong the understanding of living in the led life over here. It's very, it's very, and I'm going to tell you what, some of this is not always negative. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you are like, well, you know, no, he told you to go pick that small group and get in there and do, you better do it. He told you go get prepared because he's got something for you. You better go do it. He told you go volunteer in the kids' church. You better go do it. He told, this is not ministry hype. This is how you get there. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too. Your level of submission to authority is huge here in the church. You know? Well, you know, I ain't. You know, I, you know I'm in the department, but I don't care what that department head said. Man, I'm telling you what, all authority rolls downhill. The quicker you obey. You understand what I'm saying? These are simple, practical, but think about it, right? Man, you know what, Pastor, because you're right. You know, God told me to do that, but I ain't done it. I, yeah, I do it too. But I'm not, I'm not wasting no more time, you know? So God might have you, hey, call up so-and-so and pray for him. You ever do that one? Call up so-and-so and pray for him. It's three days later before you pick up the phone and call them or text them. Why? Because you're not quick. Get quick because you're going to need to have quick understanding over here for something. And because you've been sowing these seeds of the sluggard over here, it ain't going to happen quick. Now, I'm going to tell you right here now. You know what I learned this week? Andrew Womack was talking about money one time, and that, that got me. He was believing God. And this ain't just about that. It's, uh, it's an easy understanding. I don't know what guy. He said, man, I was praying and believing God. And this lady, she said to me, it was something about a house or something. You, you know the stories better than me, right? It was about a house. And, and he wanted this house. And he prayed and believed God or something like this. And the lady sat on it for weeks. Weeks. And he was losing his faith almost. Not in God. But like in this thing going on, you know, and the lady literally, when it came down, it was like a month or something, and she was just whatever. Well, you know, the Lord spoke to me about it, but I didn't do nothing with it. Man, it hit me in the head. I said, man, I might be holding back something in someone's life because of my lack of obedience. Man, that blasted me, man. I never forget. I'm talking about it now. I said, man, man, that seed might be holding somebody's success back. That word, you know, and what do you always think when God tells you something? Well, you know, I don't want to be weird. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be weird. What's weird? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to call, I don't, what if I'm wrong, right? You know, or I don't want to pray. You don't even got to, what if God has somebody on your heart and you pray for him? You know, you ain't even got to call him. God just might have you led to pray for them. The other day, it was funny, somebody in the ministry was like, never really reaches out to me like this, said, you've been on my heart today, I prayed for you twice. I was like, I was just sitting down an hour ago talking about the brand new book we're going to have ready, right? The brand new book that we're going to have ready for IMA this year. I've been in a meeting all the while, you said you felt like praying for me, I was making decisions about which direction we were going in with this book. 
Why not? Right? Why not? If that was the hour you were thinking of me, that's what I was doing, why not tell them? You might have just helped me solidify that we are doing this book for this year because you helped me by being led of the Lord to say, I'm praying for Pastor Chris right now, and you might have been praying wisdom. You might have just prayed in tongues. You might have just said blessing. I don't know. I'm not God. I don't want to know. Who knows? But if somebody comes on your heart or something, and you're like, well, you know, I was in the grocery store this morning, and Sister Mary came on my heart, but, you know, it's midnight now, and I didn't even pray for her, so she's all right. You, you're getting unctions, and you're getting these. You want to be quick, 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 quick. Pick up the phone, quick. Send the text quick, right? You know, I, I, I've been telling you about sowing a seed and give, give. I told you, go be nice to the neighbor. Do it. Don't put off today, man, what you can do. And don't be that guy, you know? Like, well, you know, I, a month ago, somebody talked to me about, I'm not, no, man, you might be hindering somebody's stuff. God needs people in the earth with agreement. Now, here's the reasons why. It's all about your relationship with God. Because what's going to start happening is, and this is what you got to understand, you, you're, you're, in certain seasons with God, you're very calculated and very, um, calculated is the best word. You know, you're really thinking and really pressing. And usually when big things show up, oh, you're really like, you're like really intense with God, like, God, I got to get an answer. God, I got to hear you. God, you know what I mean? And then what happens is the more you get like, oh, God, and then God's like, okay, leave me alone. You don't get usually no answer then, right? But then the more you start cultivating this relationship, like, hey, call him. You're like, quick, call, text. What starts happening is you'll start noticing over here, you'll start getting those answers you were looking for in the shower, right in the car. Quick, take that job. Whoa, take that job. Where did take that job come from? Sow that seed. What? Laying in bed, you don't feel it? Get up. Quick, quick, man. Not startling, but quick. Why? Because that's what he does. You see how God does this stuff? That's what he, Quick. And you ain't even going to know why. But it's because I've been sowing What? I'm staying close to the truth, as close as I can. When truth shows up, I'm cranking it. I'm cranking it, right? I'm, I'm not sitting this lying baloney no more. I'm not lying to myself no more. I got to get a little bit in this thing. You know, I've been sluggish, whatever, right? I'm, I'm applying these stuff, right? What do we say, right? Well, what are you going to do with the, the other side of it? Man, I'm going to be quick to get this done, fast, instantly obeying, Instantly saying yes, instantly in agreement. And that's another thing too. Don't disagree with the word of God. You read it, so no, I agree. You agree? I just had someone not too long ago. Man, where you do not put agreement in the word of God, you cannot find faith. So you can't find faith for stuff if you don't have agreement. I agree with it. Virgin having a baby came from an angel. I agree with it. Why? How do you agree with this stuff anyway? You just choose to accept it to be your truth. Do Jesus walk down water? I agree with it. God put the stars in the sky with his finger or his hand or whatever. I agree with it. Okay, let me get this straight, bro. Because you people are all crazy. The Bible says that Jesus has the sand of the sea numbered. God. 
It says he carries around the water of the world in the palm of his hand, in the buckets. Okay, let's just go back to the first one because now that my mind's utterly blown out naturally. So Jesus, God, okay, let's just say this. Let's just do this. If you went to the beach, thank God we live near the beach. I can prove this to you. you if you took a cup of sand, okay, a cup of sand, a big old cup, a big gulp. You go down there, we get a big gulp of sand and put it on the counter. And I said to you, God has every single piece of sand in that big gulp numbered. He can tell you how many is there. You and I would go, that's a stretch, but I doubt it, bro. But yeah, okay, I'll go with it. He said, I got the whole sea sand numbered. <laughs> I got the hairs on your head numbered. Y'all, I'm bald, bro, but you hear this? I don't know if you can hear that. You can see a little bit. My tan's coming off. I got hair up here. I couldn't number this joker if I... This all takes faith. Come on, you see what I'm... You understand what I'm saying? I believe it. He wants to heal everybody, I believe it. He wants to make everybody rich, I believe it. He wants to make you mind normal, I believe it. He wants to, I believe it. He wants to make you the head and not, I believe it. He wants you, it takes more effort not to believe than to believe. Don't do it. Just accept it to be the truth for you and change your life forever. I'm telling you, this is how you do it, guys. I know sometimes it seems like, well, Pastor Chris, this stuff's a wild, wild, wild stretch. Nah, not really. Not really, because you got to start with faith and you got to finish with faith. You can't leave without it. We're going to go to heaven. Listen, this, this is great. We're going to go to heaven because we prayed a prayer and asked Jesus to come into our heart and we have eternal salvation because of it. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's crazy. But I'm receiving it and I'm staying with it and praise be to God. If I went to heaven and God sat there at the gate and said, yo, why are you coming in? I said, because you wrote in your book that if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, I shall be saved and go to heaven. That's why I'm coming in. Let me in. But you weren't good. You didn't say you got to be good. You just said you got to be saved. See what I'm saying? This whole thing takes faith, man. So instantly obey. Be quick to do this stuff. Get a little bit more familiar with that word. Stay closer. And the more you start going as hard as you can and cultivate. As you follow the voice of the, now I want to say this, and I'm going to let you go. The voice of the word of God is the voice of God. When you get familiar with that voice, like let's just say this. Um, some of you will understand this. I don't read that many books. Like I'm not a fictional guy. I don't read any fiction. I just me, okay? I, I got so much time I need to put in truth. I don't have time. That's just me. I don't care what you do. God bless you. Some of you, it unlocks your passion. But have you, book readers, you know the rhythm. Now watch this. Spiritually, if you take writings out of spiritual men of God, I will tell you who that man of God is. Go slow. Close to it. I, I, top three, I bet you I get a lot of them right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a book reader, like, say you're like, hey, I'm really into, like, um, whatever, whatever books, right? If I, just say you had a famous author you like, right? Like, say you're like, whatever, I don't know. I don't even know book things. But if you're into this series of books, if I, like, Pastor Liz likes that um, fictional stuff. 
I don't even know the name of some of these people, right? But she, 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 if you cut it out, right, and you pick pieces out of it, don't, don't the writers of the books, and don't they have a rhythm of how they kind of communicate that if I just took some lines out of some of the books you so like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know that. That's that, that's that one over there. That's that writer. That's that writer. Like C.S. Lewis, you don't need to have to take a rocket scientist. You read a little bit of C.S. Lewis, you know, that's Lewis right there. That's why he writes. Kenyon, all day long. I can tell you, Kenyon, Brother Hagen, Brother Norville, you just start reading a little bit. Lester Summerall, Dr. Summerall, you can pick it up. What do you start catching? You start catching the voice of the written pages in your internal structure. That is exactly what God is trying to do with the word. And I got news for you. Brother Hagin's books, wonderful. They're fictional books. What well, Ain't no book alive but the Bible. So the life that's in that book starts producing a sound within you. And the more you let that light and life and life and light and light and it start reflecting and, and building and hearing and coming in, next thing you know, you start catching that voice. And the next time you start catching that voice, you hear it. Go left. Well, that's that voice. It has a sound to it. It has an understanding to it. It has an ability to create a brand new consciousness within it so you can see and know greater than ever before. And that's what you're looking for. Amen? I'm telling you, man, that's, a like, that's like a little like, Pastor Chris, help me get there sermon. You know what I mean? So start building those safeguards so you'll have a safe future into your next seasons of life with God. I'm telling you, that's how you do it. That's how everybody does it. There ain't no other way around it. So just give it. So just try. You practice it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to do this. And the more you do it, the more you're going to see greater fruit grow and develop in your spiritual walk. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you that they're growing and hearing you. They're hearing you in their word. They're hearing you in their spirit. You're hearing them. They're hearing you. But they are mostly hearing you transform their internal structure to hear you. But through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit, let them have eyes that see, ears that hear, and a heart that understands who you are so you can lead them, guide them, and help them greater than ever before in every single season of their life. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that you now are allowing that voice to become loud and clear. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord, glory to God. Don't forget, now real quick, I just want to give you a quick update. Sunday morning, we're in the house. It's going to be awesome right here. I'm going to be with you Sunday. I know I'm on the road. Uh, sometime this week, I'll be out and about, but I'm going to be back for Sunday, so you be here, amen. We're going to be doing our camp. We've got a three-day camp meeting out of town. You know what I mean? I'm going to be in New, uh, upstate preaching the word of God and doing some cool stuff. But I want you to stay connected, all right? Don't just disconnect. I'll be back for Sunday. You better be here, amen? And then we're getting ready. I'm gonna be with you Sunday. And don't forget, March the 2nd and the 3rd, we're gonna be here for our summit live and in person. That's next Wednesday, 7 p.m. and next Thursday, 7 p.m., live and in the house. I don't know. We're gonna be praying for people. Probably, you know, I've been, I've been really um, cultivating my communication, uh, we were going to do a Holy Spirit summit, and then I, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm doing a faith summit, then I'm doing faith and Holy Spirit summit, just get in the building, it's going to be supernatural. Now, here's what I want you to know, I want you to be here. So listen, 
If you got to get here, make plans to get here. Next Wednesday and next Thursday, we're going to be here for the summit, and the summit's going to be life-changing. It's going to be in the house and online. So make plans to attend and make plans to watch. There's times of impartation cannot be duplicated from these services. They can't. You can catch them online, and you can watch them, and it's the same impartation. But six months from now, I don't know if it's going to handle the pump and the pack and, the, and the, just the, the force of the moment for your life. So stay connected, make plans, set aside, watch from home, come in the building, get ready to receive. Something's going to happen. I'm not doing this because I'm bored. I'm doing this because I was directed by the Holy Spirit to impart and impact your life. It's going to be phenomenal. Amen? It's going to be a great month around here. We're going to be pressing in and we're going to be growing in the facts of truth. They're going to change your life. So remember, make sure you stay connected. And don't forget, download the app. If you haven't gotten the app by now, my God in heaven, what have you been doing? Get the app, put the app on the phone, and let's get ready to go. We're praying, we're believing, we're standing with you, and we're watching your spiritual life change forever. I love you, and I'm going to see you Sunday. God bless you. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.